0: Hi, it's Tap Horner. Thanks for tuning in today to the For Success Podcast, an inspirational program about overcoming the I'm Too Small mindset, redefining success, and growing your lifestyle business legacy without fear. And now, here's your host, my beautiful wife and Christian business mentor, Katie Horner.
1: Today's episode is sponsored by Andrea Shad radio host, entrepreneur, and the author of Spirit of Expectancy and Personal Branding for Christians in the Spotlight. Andrea wants you, the Christian business owner, to know that you can stand out and shine a light to the world. In her book, Personal Branding for Christians in the Spotlight, you will uncover what every Christian should know about personal branding, how to build a brand that ministers to your followers and gives you actionable steps to connect with them. Click the link in our show notes today to purchase your copy of Personal Branding for Christians in the Spotlight. Hey, welcome back. It's Katie, and I am so grateful that you are with us again today. This is day number two, or lesson number two, in our Nehemiah series for the Christian business leader, and uh, so, so grateful that you are on this journey with us. If you have Questions for us that we could answer on a future episode or something that you'd like to share, feel free to go over to for Your and leave us a comment there. Now, today we are gonna dive back into Nehemiah. And one of the interesting things about this, as we were talking about him on the last episode, is that Nehemiah was not in his homeland. He was longing for another homeland. Hearing the news that his homeland at the temple back in jerusalem has been rebuilt but that the city still lies in ruins and his people are still ashamed in front of their neighbors because of it for whatever reason he's got this passion a burden for this that actually sets him to pouring out his heart before the lord and crying out for god to do something for these people his job is actually in the palace he stands before the king every day He's been literally trained to be the one who's willing to give his life for the king by being the wine tester, the wine bearer, the cup bearer to the king. He's basically testing everything the king is going to eat and drink before he eats and drinks it so that if he should be poisoned, he would die first and save the life of the king. That this was the whole purpose of his existence was to be able to give his life for the king. And so as a cupbearer, it's pretty much against the cultural law for you to not be happy in the presence of the king. You're supposed to be pleasant. You're supposed to be upbeat and, you know, somebody joyful to be around because who doesn't want to be around people like that? And this was part of his job. You're not supposed to appear before the king anything less than happy. Well, this particular day, Nehemiah shows up at his job bringing the cup of wine to the king, and. In chapter two of the book of Nehemiah in scripture, it talks about how he comes in and he's sad. His countenance was sad and the king asked him about it. So if you imagine this guy tasting all your food, I'm sure they had some sort of relationship, some kind of friendship. And he was like, so what's the deal? What are you sad about today? I've never seen you like this, right? And Nehemiah says a quick prayer to God for favor. And then he states to the king what he wants to do. Listen to this. After saying a quick prayer, he basically says, "If I've been found favor in your sight, send me back to Judah where my ancestors are buried so that I can rebuild the city. How can I be happy when the city of my ancestors lies in ruins?" I'm paraphrasing it, of course. You can read it in Nehemiah chapter 2, but basically he's saying, "This is what I want to do. If I've found favor in your sight, send me back there." And the thing is, the thing the lesson for this and this little tib- tidbit or snippet of this story is that this man was not qualified for the job that he was about to do. He had no right to ask for this of the king. He has no skill set for the thing that he wants to do. And he doesn't even necessarily ask the king. He's asking him for a blessing. He's not asking for permission. If you read what it says in the scriptures, it doesn't come across as if he is begging the king for this opportunity. It's almost as if, He's asking for blessing, but not necessarily permission, because it's like, I can't be happy unless I go do this. So grant me favor to do it. He's saying, give me your blessing to go and do what I know I have to do. And it just made me think about how many of us in our lives and our businesses are sitting around waiting for someone's permission. We're waiting, we're begging for somebody's permission to do the thing that we know God has called us to do, when what we need to be doing instead is asking for blessing. He asked God for favor, which we talked about in the la- in last week's episode. If you missed that, go back and listen to that. He asked God for favor in that quick prayer before he answered the king. But when he has that opportunity to talk with the king, the one that he knows can make a difference in this getting done or not, and remember, he's not qualified. He's no reason to think that he could go back and do this thing at all on his own. And yet he knows this is the first step, and he asks the king for blessing, and then he takes it a step further, and he says, and if you would give me provision, if you would give me the materials that I need, that would be amazing. So basically, king, I'm going back to my people. I'm going to go rebuild those walls that the kings before you broke down because I can't let this lie in ruins any longer. It's been 150 years, and nobody's going to do anything about this, so I've got to go do something, and I want you to give me your blessing. And then the king is not even taken back by this. It's such an interesting story because he's, he doesn't even, like, skip a beat. He just basically says, okay, well, how long is it going to take you, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know, maybe there's lots of people in line to be the cupbearer of the king. He just, he starts to ask him, what is your timeline for this? And Nehemiah gives him a time. And then Nehemiah goes a step further and says, would you give me a letter to the people Who are in charge of your forest so that they will give me timbers for building? He asks boldly for what he needs, what he knows he needs at this point to get the job done. And the king gives it to him. That little prayer for favor meant that God moved the heart of King Artaxerxes, not only to give him blessing in going, not only to give him the provision that he asked for, but the king actually goes above and beyond that and even gave him a group of his own soldiers to protect him on the journey, and during the time of this project to protect him as he went to go and do this big work that was on his heart. He went above and beyond. Proverbs twenty-one-one talks about kings' hearts being in the hands of the Lord, and he moves it whithersoever he will. When we think about our kings today, we think of people in authority, people who you might be thinking right now have the authority or the power to bless you in your business. Maybe someone who has a certain power to be a a blessing or a detriment to your business, right? Someone that you may think now that you need permission of. Maybe it's for getting your business organized and getting all that paperwork done and official. Maybe it's with taxes. Maybe it's a provider or a shipper. Maybe it's with a certain virtual assistant who could help you in your business. We're all waiting for those people to sort of just show up. Because God moves the hearts of those people who are interacting with your business. And he's already working to provide the provision and the protection that you need to get the job done that he's called you to do. Romans 8, 31 and 32, Paul tells us that if God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Another verse in in 2 Peter talks about how we have all things that we need for life and godliness. and That includes your business. Your business is a part of your life, and you can be godly in your business. God's given you all the things in advance for what you need. What you need to do is recognize God's voice. You need to be bold in your asking because the provision and the protection and the blessing is already on the way. You need to stop asking for permission. To do what God has called you to do and start asking for those in your life who can have a part to bless it instead. What would it look like if you went to those who are important to you and said, God is calling me to do this. God is asking me to take this step in my business. God is pushing me to make this move, to make this change or this pivot or to reach out and do this thing. I don't need your permission, but I'd love to have your blessing. Are you with me? Where there is boldness, the boldness comes from knowing your God. The boldness comes from that time that Nehemiah spent on his face before God in chapter 1, crying out to the Lord, asking for forgiveness, interceding on behalf of his people, asking for God to move on behalf of those people who needed his help. That's where this boldness came from. And so if you did your homework for last week's episode, you know that crying out to God for your people, the next step, the next thing to do is to go with confidence to ask God for the favor and then to make those requests boldly. We don't need people's permission to do what God's called us to do. He hasn't called them because it's not their job. He's called you. You don't need permission for what he's called you to do in your business. It's okay to ask for blessing because God has that provision and that protection already on its way. There's already people being prepared right now to help you and to give you their blessing. You're doing what you need to do with God's favor and with boldness to declare what it is that he's asking you to do to take that step. I hope this is encouraging to you. I hope you see that what you're doing is something that needs God's favor, and you need that time on your face before him in order to have the boldness and to declare what it is that he's asking you to do to take that next step. Building our business. We cannot do this without God. We cannot do it without his calling. We cannot do it without his foundation. We cannot do it without his principles to guide our business. And so looking at Nehemiah's example, we're falling on our face before God. We are having a heart for our people. We're asking for God's favor. And then we are boldly asking for what we know we need to get the job done and watching God miraculously and abundantly provide For those things that He has called us to. 1 Thessalonians 5.24 Faithful is He that's called you, who also will do it. This is about you stepping out in obedience to what God has placed in your heart, that vision He's given you, and watching Him come through for you as He does this amazing work through you.
2: Life is too short to live it feeling stuck in a rut. Does your outlook on future possibilities have you asking? Is this all there is? Maybe you feel that no matter what you do, your career does not seem to make any significant progress or impact. Maybe your family feels more distant from you than ever. The truth is, there is so much more for your life, and you are not alone. Beyond the Rut podcast brings you stories of inspiration and practical tips to help you get unstuck in the areas of faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility. From those who have journeyed those paths before you. Head over to beyondtherut.com where you'll find episodes to the show, links to where we are syndicated like on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and download our free resource titled Measure It to Make It, where you can create the roadmap for the life you've always dreamed of living beyond the rut.
0: I want to honor you for taking time to invest in yourself and your business by listening in today. The Forest Success Podcast is brought to you by Katie Horner of handprintlegacy.com. Wherever you're listening, please leave us a comment or review. For show notes and links to the resources mentioned in today's episode, visit www.warriorsuccesspodcast.com. And remember, your message matters.